0: Hello and welcome into another edition of the WTS Sports Podcast. Lindsey Goff here, but reunited with Jake Wallace. He's joining us today for a special signing day edition of our podcast. Um, signing day was Wednesday, February 3rd. We had a lot of local athletes signed to different schools from all around and Jake Wallace assisted me in uh, getting to some of those signings. Jake, both covered lots of signings Uh, these were a little different because this class specifically was recruited amid a pandemic uh, which changed things for them what what were some of the things that stuck out to you yesterday
1: there's always a sense of gratefulness among the athletes and, and their parents and that kind of thing and thankfulness and this that and the other but I think a lot of these kids, there's that extra kind of gratitude of getting through it because um, with this pandemic, you know, a lot of these kids weren't able to meet with coaches face-to-face necessarily, especially not maybe in the closing weeks of their recruitment. A lot of them weren't able to necessarily go to campus. I can't tell you how many kids I talked to yesterday that really had to put a majority a, a, majority of the recruitment process on themselves. That's not terribly uncommon, but with this pandemic, a lot of these kids were telling me that cutting my film immediately after games, just sending it out to as many coaches as I can get it to, filling out as many questionnaires as I can, doing a lot of the research and, and everything on my own, and really kind of having to put myself out there more than maybe some past classes did. And so I think just that whole process of, of really having to kind of take the, the onus of doing this for yourself. I think that puts a lot of some extra fulfillment on these kids when they, when they signed on the dotted line Wednesday.
0: Yeah. I kind of noticed that yesterday, they kind of had to do, almost take their recruitment into their own hands a little bit.
1: We spoke with a couple athletes over at Calvary. I did. I had a broken quarter and Ryan Merklinger um, both who got their offers within a week of signing day. And it was really kind of down to the last minute for both of them. And so a lot of these athletes, I think, picked up these skills of marketing yourself, you know, creating these highlight tapes, creating these reels, finding ways, unique ways to get into the DMs and get into the email of these coaches Uh, because for a lot of these kids that was the only chance There, there were no camps over this summer for these kids to go to between their junior and senior year and that's when a majority of these kids are really catching the eyes of college coaches i think so often on national signing day we often think about college football signing day and and the guys that are going to the the top top level of college football, you know, the rivals, top 100, the, the max preps guys the the five stars, those, those guys are, are doing the recruitment process for a long, long time, but there's a majority of kids that the summer between their junior and senior year, not just for football, but for all sports, that's when the, that process really starts to pick up. And for a lot of these kids, it just didn't exist this past summer. And so there really was a, a requirement for them to, Find ways to market themselves and put themselves out there, and, and it's you really got to tip your cap to these kids for being willing to do all the extra work that goes into the other extra work that it takes to be a college athlete.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I was talking to uh, Britton uh, Britton Williams at um, Richmond Hill, and um, he was telling me he's a preferred walk-on for Georgia Southern, but he's just so happy to be able to like continue his football career and even said that he's grateful and, you know, scholarships are hard to get. He said for specialists anyway, but especially right now. So he's hoping that he can go and earn one. Um, but just having the opportunity to further that athletic career he was really excited for. Um, and I think that these skills that you mentioned, will, you know, while it was probably very tough for them now will really benefit them, uh, in the future and help them, you know, when they're trying to get jobs and graduating college and stuff like that's definitely a valuable skill to have, I can say for myself. <laughs> but one interview you did that really struck me was at Calvary Day with uh, Greg Daniel and kind of why he was going to Army. Um, I wanted to let you touch on that for a second. I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, Greg was one of the best running backs we saw, not just in Savannah, but in Southeast Georgia, and really in the state, and the numbers prove that. He was a force to be reckoned with on that Calvary team that made that deep run in the state playoffs, and he's been committed to Army West Point for a a long time, a good part of the season, and and made it official on Wednesday. And one of the things that always strikes me when these these kids go to to the service academies, and, and you see this all the time, that, it's not just a commitment to the school and to their sport, whether that be football or track or baseball or whatever it is. There's also the service commitment, the obligation that comes to join the military after your time is done at the service Academy. And I always ask kids about that because whenever they go to these schools, it's, it's a thing. And I always want to ask them about it because it would seem to be um, maybe a recruiting detriment to, to some kids. There's some, kids and and people out there that that's you know their dream is the nfl and or the pro leagues and and oftentimes that service obligation is still an obligation um but but greg at calvary was mentioning that you know that was kind of part of the thing that drew him to army he's got he mentioned everybody in his family his military his his late father um and and the, the parts that that army football talked about that duty honor country he said that was really you know, part of the deal for him that he wanted to take on that extra responsibility and, and go into the service and, and do all that. And I just found that really cool to see out of, out of a kid who had really a, a chance to probably go a whole lot of places. And, and Mark Stroud was just uh, incredibly complimentary of his whole class, but especially Greg for his humility and, and how he played and, and how much he was, a, a leader on that team that as good as he was and as, as much as he made that offense go, he was never, uh, you know, egotistical about it. It was never a, a thing of I want the ball, give me the ball. It was very much a, whatever we got to do to make the team win. And uh, to, to hear him kind of talk about the, the ability to go to army and, and not just play football and get the, get the West point education, but also be able to serve his country afterwards. It was, it was pretty cool to hear from a, a young kid.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought that was one of the really good storylines coming out of uh, signing day locally. And I want to hit on one more topic with you, Jake. Um, you've covered Savannah State as well. Um, you know, we've kind of witnessed this program turn itself around under head coach Sean Quinn. And part of their big emphasis when they came in was just like recruiting this Southeast Georgia area, you know, within like a hundred mile radius of Savannah. And he always says, you know, the city sells itself, but they've sold that program to these recruits, whether they want to downplay it or not, they've sold their program. um, Basically off of one year of play because they didn't even, they weren't able to play this fall. Um, What were your takeaways, I guess, from their class? You know, they ain't 18 and 17 of those players are from Georgia.
1: The Tigers just continue to raid this area and pull really talented players to come play and I mean you look at this roster and just you go down the list of names of of guys that you and I talked about on Friday nights and and during the you know during the season you know Jaden Adams at Islands Bubba Chisholm at Islands Jordan Clark at Richmond Hill I mean uh, DJ Mincy out of Toombs County that was a kid that you know, every time we went over to the pit, he was making plays for the Bulldogs. And the list just goes on and on and on. And you talked about that three-year commitment. This is now really kind of the third big recruiting class for, for Quinn. And since he got there, he said, we're going to be a team that, that makes recruiting this area a priority. And they've done it. And I think that that sticks with kids and it sticks with high school coaches. When you see the coaches say, we're making this commitment and we're going to do this and then follow through with it, it, I think, helps build that program and build the confidence in those kids. Last year, I remember talking to how many of those guys that had signed in that 2020 class were talking about they had the group chats and they had the group text and it was all about what we're going to do with this program. And it's a new, it's a time, it's a new time for Savannah State. And I think that's kind of starting to continue over. And when you have this many kids that have grown up playing against each other, that, you know, everybody, these kids know each other, whether or not they play for the same team or not, they know who they are. They're playing against each other in camps. They're playing each other against each other on Friday nights. They know who's talented and they know who can play. And when they see other talented kids from their area, staying home to play and try to build something in Santa state, I think it motivates these kids to, to go and, and, really see what they can do at SSU this really is a team for not just Savannah but Southeast Georgia and I think that's really what Quinn had talked about when he wanted to get here he wanted to for Savannah to take back over Savannah State over Savannah's team and they're starting to do that
0: yeah I agree um I think it was at Liberty County yesterday with me McCloyd signing and he he mentioned you know they didn't get to have the official visits they would normally have. And he's like, but I know, I know some of those players. So, you know, it wasn't like I was totally like committing to a program that I didn't know, like I know these guys. And then it stuck with me, Jaden Adams, at his signing, he, he even mentioned, you know, we want to be the hometown heroes. They want to build a team full of hometown heroes. And I think that's uh, something really special that we can see out on the marsh in the coming years. Uh, the, the chemistry, you know, is kind of already there, um, so that's one less thing they got to worry it's, about. It's
1: a proven strategy. I mean, this is this is essentially on a smaller scale what Howard Schnellenberger did at the University of Miami when he got there and took over that that program back in in the early
0: fellow UK alumni in, in the early
1: eighties. Yeah, there's the <laughs> but but that's really what they've done here, and I think a lot of the credit needs to go to not only Sean Quinn but also a, a guy in Russell Demasi who. You know, his name carries some weight around here. All these kids know his father very well. They know who Russell DeVos is when he steps in the building. And so that, I think, carries a lot of weight, too. And when when you talk about that hometown heroes thing, the the thing that I'm really interested in seeing is down the line in four or five years with the Savannah State team, what the buy-in is from the community. You want to make this Savannah's team when you load up with kids from this area and all their parents and all their grandparents and all their family and all their friends can come to the game and really become a part of this program and Savannah State fans and they bought in, it's going to make a really big difference down the line. And, of course, winning helps as well. They've done that the one season that we've seen them play. They continue to do that. Uh, this might just be the beginning of, of really good things happening on the marsh.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited to see how it all works out. And one thing I'm really excited for is uh, Jaden Adams specifically, because we saw his skill set at islands this year and how he was, you know, a mobile quarterback and uh, Demasi mentioned in the press conference that, you know, they've had seniors return because of that extra year of eligibility. So long-term, they want Jaden to be their quarterback right now you know, starting off, maybe not, but they want to get him on the field in any capacity they can. So I'll be interested to see how they use him uh, starting out. But I think Savannah State is going to be really, really fun to watch in the coming years, just because it is people that we're familiar with. And, um, you know, I think the crowds will be electric because you mentioned the extra uh, tickets that might get sold just because friends, family, former coaches, former teammates, all these people can – up the road and see them play so I'm definitely excited Jake is there anything else that you want to touch on or mention
1: no I just I think that this was a, a, a much different signing day than we've ever seen and I think it's it was really cool I mean it, it, the circumstances around it are, are not the most fun thing in the world but it's really cool to kind of see the kids continue to fight through the the, the struggles that they're dealing with fight through the circumstances and find a way to still get to where they want to be. How many of those kids, Lindsay, told you yesterday, I've been dreaming of this since I was in middle school. I've been dreaming of this since I was eight years old. For now, for them now, it's it's a reality. They are college athletes.
0: Yeah, a lot of them had close calls. um, Because of those seniors returning, several of them told me they were worried that there wasn't going to be enough scholarship money for them uh, at their respective school, or they were worried that there wasn't going to be a roster spot for them. So I think – for a lot of them, it's not just like a lifelong dream or something that they've worked towards, but also kind of a sense of, like, relief, like, okay, now I'm safe, because, like, you know, they may have been committed or had offers, but until that pen to paper, you know, it's not official, so I think it it was relief coupled with gratitude and excitement, and um, I commend them. They're a resilient bunch, for sure. All right, Jake, thank you for your time, and, uh, joining us again on the WTSE sports podcast. We appreciate it as always. Always uh, good to come home. Yeah. We'll have you back sometime soon.
1: Let's do it. Thanks. All right.
0: Thanks. Bye.